0: and uh verse 2 which is a one of those one of those verses that you can just directly correlate with your own with your own life and with what your mama told you when you were growing up you remember when your mama said if everybody went ran and jumped off a cliff would you follow them and uh, that usually resulted from them finding out that you were uh, you were where you weren't supposed to be because everybody else was there or you were doing something that everybody else was doing and you joined in, even though you knew it was wrong, that principle is actually found in scripture. It comes from God and it's important. And we're gonna dig into it a little bit, but it's important to understand that God is not into you following the crowd. He says in chapter 23, verse two, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Now he, he qualifies that statement. He doesn't say just don't follow the crowd. What he's saying is don't follow the crowd in doing wrong. Now, there's a couple of things that go along with this that are very important. First of all, the salvific process or salvation, that is the process by which God takes our heart and our mind or our passion and our intellect, which is which sums up the definition of our soul, where God takes our soul and he makes it into in line with his soul or his will. We become of one heart, one mind. We become of one spirit already when he makes us born again. So the whole purpose and the whole point studying of of God saving us or giving us the salvific process, the whole point of that is, is that God is bringing us in line with his will. The Father is bringing us in line with his perfect and pleasing will. And that's a process. And that process starts really a lot of time. Really, I believe that process starts before you even know that you're born again. In fact, the whole idea of God wooing you by his spirit and then calling you to repentance, the only way for you to hear him is for him to already have been at work, and that work would have been the new birth. But the only way for you to have turned to him is that he's already at work calling you or trying to get you to change toward his will and uh, his will for you and his walk for you is singular it's not it's not a crowd walk with you now do we worship god and serve god together sure we do but each one of us have has our own walk with god each one of us has our own revelation from god now it's not different or separate from god's word but it's unique to us because Obviously, if I'm making a cake and I've got one distinctly different ingredient every time I make the cake, it's not going to be the same. And so God's salvific process comes from his word, which is his revelation of his son. All those are the same. It comes from his will and it comes from the Holy Spirit's at work. So all those are the same ingredients, but then all those ingredients are placed into you and to your unique life and to your unique walk. And so your unique life and your unique walk is important. And it's important to recognize that the way God is going to manifest his will and his way in me is unique to me. And it is unique to me and important for me. And I'm not going to be the same as everybody else. Oftentimes, when I think about this, I think about my youngest daughter. She is distinctly her own person, and she chases after that a lot. And as long as it's chasing after God, that's great. And I, it, most of the time, it is. And I, even though I might have a desire for her, or, I'm, or my, her mama might, or somebody else might, she is intentionally chasing after what God has led her to and i remember that being my when i was young not wanting to go along with the crowd not long wanting to go along with the organized group that says that you ought to do this or that or the other but wanting to go out on my own toward god's will recklessly and abandonedly sometimes it was sometimes it was reckless but but that that reckless abandon to chase after god is a powerful tool God uses to make your life unique and different, and he does. In fact, the way to uh, God's will and the way to God's way is, is through one door, a narrow door. In fact, Jesus says, make every effort to enter the narrow gate. Who's the gate? He said, I'm the gate. If you're going to chase after God and you're going to do it in a, in a way that is fulfilling and powerful and unique, it's got to be singular. Like I said, we worship God together. We serve each other. We love each other. We equip each other. But we, we walk with God and we go through God's plan for our life individually. And the crowds cannot, the crowds cannot in any way, in any real powerful way, there's no way for the crowd to walk in God's will for me, just not possible. I can, like I said yesterday, in the uh, Council of Many, there's wisdom. And sure, you go out and find all kinds of information about whatever it is you're involved in or whatever you are doing with God. But ultimately, you can't follow after the crowd's urging. You have to follow after God's plan for you. And God's plan for you is going to be revealed to you. There is a very special and specific revelation to you that God has. It's not going to be anything in conflict with his word, but it is going to be for you. And oftentimes that's why I, as a pastor, I am all the time pushing people to walk by faith, pushing people to explore what God's doing in their life on a regular basis, pushing people to be to be individualistic and to be intentional in their worship on Sunday morning because that's the time when everybody's gathered together, the power of the spirit's moving at its most, and wanting people to respond to God on their own. And in those responses, that there is great change that takes place in a person's life, and that change will manifest itself very uniquely in that person's life. And so God says, don't chase after the crowd, especially in doing wrong, but don't make your life a life of doing what everybody else tells you to do. That is, a vo- that is listening to the world. And the apostle John says in his first epistle, he says, do not love the world or anything of the world. Because if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It means that you're not letting it in. You're not letting God's love in because you're loving something else more. And boy, we do that a lot, don't we? We love the world a lot more than we love God many times in our lives. We do. And if you're gonna love, if you're gonna love God, you can't love the world. And if you can't love the world, I can't even trust that what I perceive to be a Christian crowd is leading me in the direction God has for me. Because oftentimes God takes you out on your own your own journey, your own experience. I know that the wilderness experience that God has every believer go through, and if you say, I've not ever had the wilderness experience, it's probably because you've really not been trying to exercise your faith and you really hadn't been searching for God. Remember, Jesus, even Jesus had a wilderness experience where he went out and was tempted by Satan. When did that happen? It happened after his baptism where God pronounced that he he was his beloved son, that he was pleased with him, and obviously, we can only please God by faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so Jesus was Jesus has pleased his Father by singularly, individualistically chasing after his will and knowing his will and following His will. And trusting his father in the midst of that, following that will, that was, that was important. That's an important principle right there. It's important to get that and see that and understand that. And as Jesus did that, God drove, the Bible says, the spirit of God drove him into the wilderness. Why? Where he could be alone and where he could wrestle with the big and deep things of life. And those things, and for God to solidify those things in him. And so Satan tempts him to choose not God's will. And that's important because that's sin, but it's important to understand it as a context. He tempts him not to do God's will. And he tempts him in the flesh, and he tempts him in his soul, and he tempts him in his spirit. He tempts him with food, flesh. He tempts him with the world, saying, I'll let you, you can be in charge of the whole world Worldliness, which has to do with our soul, that's a attack on the soul of a man, and then he tempts him with even tempting God himself and proving God to be true when God has not put him in a position to do that, and God proves himself to be true in his time and in his place, not our job to force God to tr- prove himself to be true. It's our God to trust God and let him reveal his truth to us and in that whole process. We do not follow the world in doing wrong. And he says, and when you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. I think that's that, what he's saying is, and that can play out in your life when you side with everyone else, rather than saying and doing what's right. And let me tell you something. It's hard in the modern day culture that we live in to not follow the crowd. The crowd's all over the internet the crowds everything we're doing we're bombarded by the crowd and by what what used to be called peer pressure but now it's just the it's just the overwhelming force of the flow of culture against us it is battering us the flow of uh, the culture that we live in is battering and banging against us and you just can't always follow the crowd and you sure can't pervert justice by siding with the crowd meaning become a part of them and your strength and your name to the crowd's movement you can't do that he says you got to stay away from that you got you you have one sovereign you have one god and you have to you have you cannot follow after other people even even if everyone does wrong you cannot do that and that's what your mama was saying that's what your mama was saying just because the crowd does it, just just because everybody else runs and jumps off a bridge, are you going to run and jump off a bridge? It's a great question. It's a fabulous question. And God says, no, don't do that. And by the way, all the people who really make a huge difference in the world don't chase after the world. They don't. They chase after God, and then they they have such a reservoir of power and such a reservoir of faith and such a reservoir of love that when that pours out of them, it changes the world that they live in. It changes people. It alters who they are. It, it really does. And I can't describe it to you until you've experienced it. And you're not going to experience it until you begin to, with some type of reckless abandon, some type of, of, of desire that just doesn't go away, You chase after God in his fullness and you lay yourself on his altar and say, my life is yours, Lord. Take me and use me and do your work and your will through me. And when you do that, you're in a great position. You're in a great position for the kingdom of God and you're in a great position for God to do big and mighty things for your life. And he's going to, he's going to do those big and mighty things for your life and And he's going to show himself to be true in your life, and that's really what we want. And and so when we don't go with the crowd and show show that we're aligned with them, but we walk singularly with God, then God begins to draw people in to experience His goodness through you. And so all of a sudden, the crowd that's being drawn in is not a crowd that's being followed, but a crowd that's being built by God by God. Bringing folks who need some of that love, who need some of that grace, who need some of that power and authority. It's important that we that we make sure that our focus is always over and over and over again, is always on serving our God, following our God, walking with our God and knowing our God through knowing his word. That's what we talk about all the time at Lake Community Church on Sunday morning. And that's what really life is about is your unique journey with God because you are unique to glorify Him in a way that no one else can. You're a unique treasure of that grace and learning to walk in it is what life's all about. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that He'll make His face to shine upon you and that He will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.